we're back again with another podcast. Chris, are you there? I am. You know I'm nice. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> double checking. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. How, how are you feeling? Excited to to do another one or just Not mediocre? Really. No, I'm, just, I'm kind of warm, really, more than anything, um, mm. because I'm I'm in the jungle right now. But I'm I'm pleasantly. Uh, feeling good about the process, if that makes sense. That's the most you're going to get out of me for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy with that. It's, yeah, it's like being dragged to, to master to church as you were a child. <laughs> Eventually, you're like, okay, mom, okay. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Something good is coming out of it, at least. It's my Irish Catholic background. Yeah, cool. How are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. Good. No... No problems today. Just a nice day. <laughs> so that's what I like. This is a terrible intro, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty terrible. You're, do, you're doing weird. a terrible job right now, Jasper. <laughs> I know. I'm, it's later. I'm in Sweden, and you're in Mexico. It's a big time difference. I'm, sure. I'm trying to to have some type of energy during this podcast, but <laughs> uh, it's going to be easier for me today because I've actually. Uh, been looking through your social medias and uh, been collecting um, a bunch of questions from people who follow you. So I'm not going to have to think that much. Great. And um, we have a lot of questions. Uh, awesome. So hopefully you're going to enjoy them too. Um, so you can't blame me if you don't like them because I didn't create them. <laughs> I don't blame you for anything. <laughs> just, um, just this terrible intro. That's the only... <laughs> Well, the next intro is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I guess uh, I don't really have that much uh, going on. So I'm just going to go into to the, to the, to the people's questions. And then uh, I think at the end, I'm, I'm going to do something interesting maybe. But let's just uh, go with what I've uh, picked up from your socials. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, there are a lot of questions that are quite similar. So I'm trying to like merge them into one. And uh, other questions are just yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I've seen a lot of people uh, have been asking uh, asking about is um, gonna is the how to ground down in your body uh, to your to your legs and your scrotum uh, and your yeah that area because um, they seem to yeah have trouble doing that so if there is any other exercise they can do then qigong meditation and uh, stuff like that to to ground um their deeper being uh-huh. um, the the first thing is to see how they're utilizing their body and their posture in everyday life that's the first part because you need to come to a point of seeing the fact that most of your activity in your life is coming from the waist up. I'm not even the waist. It's really coming from the, the middle of the chest up to the top of the head. So people live their life in their eyes, in their forehead, in their jaw, in their neck, in their throat, in their shoulders. And this is where all the issues start to kind of begin as we're going through our life. Because energy starts to get stuck. And one part of the body gets overused, it's overstimulated, it's overengaged without rest or with very little rest. 
And then a person is having difficulty grounding down when they eventually come to their process. Now, of course, because you're kind of flaccid from the nipples down, usually people are just jammed up and caught up and disconnected. So, yes, I advise people to, to do things such as Qigong is always my first recommendation. It is so powerful once it's practiced uh, consistently. Um, I've been practicing Qigong now for over 10 years and I teach it. Uh, very, very regularly. And I'm also probably going to open up uh, an online class for it. And I also have a video course. And you can also find loads of stuff just online in general, on YouTube and all of that. So there really is no excuse other than a lack of discipline. Uh, but we need to utilize this part of our body in order to build energy and blood flow in these places. So that would mean putting down many of the things and the habits and the patterns that we're kind of becoming so addicted to that keep us locked in the head and the face and the shoulders and doing more body-based practices. Simple things like bodyweight squats are so invaluable, so beneficial for, for the root and grounding down. Uh, for men, feeling that area in general through self-pleasure or uh, through other awareness practices, even just touching oneself, it will be a culmination of different experiences because we can hold a lot of grief and sadness and fear in this part of our body because as men, it's our positive pole. It's where our energy is being generated at a huge rate. Whereas for women, it's, it's more heart-based in the chest. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that a woman really needs to be able to be grounded in herself also, which is feeding her masculine side and allowing that side to be balanced and to be intact. But what you'll find is that even the way women are built physically, they're much easier to ground. Women will find it much easier to be grounded because it's their negative pole in that area. And they're usually carrying more weight and more physicality in that area, whether it's the butt or the thighs um, around the cervix, the vagina, the womb. It's just different tissue. And they're, they're really built to receive and to hold things in this area of the body. Uh, so it's very rare. Uh, all these grounding questions, they're always from, from men for the most part. Because men find it so difficult to, to be grounded if he's in any way compromising himself. So it's up to you if you want to question me deeper on that. I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah. What they covered. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, um, yeah, very good. And, uh, but when I start, I always get like things that pop up into my mind. So I'm going to... Uh, First thing I'm thinking, you were talking about squats. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I like to, I actually have kind of, I'm kind of sore uh, legs right now because I squatted a little bit too heavy with weights, which you probably don't recommend. Um, so I do uh, recommend if, if you want to yeah. body squat with weights, you can do that. But I don't recommend just dumbbells and, and doing curls and just doing gym work. Using your core body is is something that I wouldn't not recommend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you did a, an article on exercise, and that 
got quite a lot of hate. Um, Most because... of the stuff, <laughs> if it's any, <laughs> if it's any good, will will get a lot of hate, and it will also yeah. get a lot of love. <laughs> yeah, it also got a lot of love, of course. But it's interesting that people um, were hating so much, and maybe you can clarify that now even more if you feel like doing that. Like, what do you mean when you say that your exercise can be killing you? Because um, I don't know, because I, I exercise quite a lot, and it usually it makes me feel very good. Um, but um, I think it's something that could use some clarification. I, I mean, obviously, it can for a lot of people. Exercise is used as fast food in the modern world. Exercise and gyms, these are all just fast food for people just to feel a little bit better without having to deal with the, the main issues underlying whatever they're going there for. Now, there's many reasons that a person is going to be working out or going to the gym. And I'm not here to judge any of it. I'm just here to expose all of it to whatever it needs to be exposed to so people can start to see patterns. Whether it's to look good, to feel better about themselves, there's nothing wrong about it, but also there's nothing right about it. In terms of the physicality and the energetic side of it, I'll use an example. This week, I was teaching a Qigong class, and I had someone come who had never done it before. And the class lasted 90 minutes. Lots of movement, lots of breathing, lots of different forms and modalities of, of bodily expression. And after the person was almost alarmed, he said, oh my God, this is the first time I've ever done anything like exercise where I've felt not only more relaxed, but I've actually felt more energized after compared to when I came into it. Now, mostly if we go and do exercise in an unconscious way, we're pushing and pushing and pushing, and it's all yang-based. Yes, you're going to get a release. Yes, you're going to move a little bit of energetic stagnation, which is going to make you feel good in some regard because you're moving energy. But the downside of this is you're also leaking so much of it. You're kind of killing yourself a little bit in the process. It's like an ejaculation. It feels good. <laughs> you feel released. You feel sleepy and relaxed after it. But you only feel relaxed, not because you've done the work. You feel relaxed because you've drained yourself. And now your main issues that you are running from by using that exercise to drain yourself, that's what's creating all of this. So I have no interest in ever pushing someone into something where they're just draining their energy and laying to themselves and having that be a mechanism in order to deal with the fact that they need to take responsibility for deeper aspects of who they are and how they're living their life. You can go to the gym, you can have a drink, you can smoke your brains out. I'm not judging any of this, but I'm here for what I'm here for. And that's what I'm trying to communicate to people. If you really want to do the work, there are different ways to do it that will be more supportive to you, not only holding energy, but generating more energy, more energy than you ever have had moving through you before. Now, I can't remember your question, but that's my answer. As usual. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's, um, yeah. 
good answer. And uh, my question was, uh, yeah, just some clarification on exercise and your thoughts Mm -hmm. on it. So also sweating, a lot of sweating. Sweating is, in Chinese medicine, it's known as uh, the fluid of the heart. And the more we sweat with exercise, the more we start to tax our kidneys, which are our life essence energy. This is where the jing comes from. This is where our primordial essence that we come into the world with, this is where it's housed. The more we sweat, the more it taxes the heart, the more strain it puts on the heart, the more pressure and fire it puts into the heart, and the more it draws from our kidney essence. And the kidneys have to work overdrive. So it's not about sit on the couch and don't do anything to live forever, because that's not what I'm speaking to. There needs to be movement for there to be circulation. But just a gentle form of movement. Movement is is different in many levels. The excessive form will take from us. Doing it consciously and in a way where we're receptive and soft in ourselves this is going to open the body more and more to more energy and more aliveness. But if you're out there, you know, I see it all the time with men and with women right now. Everyone's just ripping weights and women walking around with super tight abs. And all I see is the place where she can no longer feel herself. And that's not to be celebrated. That's not to be, you know, there's no round of applause necessary for that. I'm not going to celebrate someone choking and strangling themselves to death because she's injuring herself and her nature because now she starts to make a hell of a lot more testosterone than she's supposed to make. I'm still kind of figuring out, so are you suggesting that you should never do any kind of explosive exercise like any kind of sport or, um, or even for example, when I play a rock show, I'm just sweating my ass off. For an hour but uh but i've never see, really exp- there there's passion carrying that Definitely. there's there's purpose carrying that for me the greatest form of exercise is something that you love to do and something that you really get excited about whether that's playing music in a band or rock climbing or swimming in the ocean or ecstatic dancing these are all beautiful forms of exercise they're very natural but, you know, the, oh, I'm fat or I'm unhealthy or I don't like how I look. And you push yourself into the sweaty little room with a bunch of other humans and you just start lifting weights or just running on a treadmill. If that doesn't bring you joy, it's not helping you. It's hurting you. Number one, follow what makes you feel good. Number two, you can attach the details after that. But if you love going to the gym and that feeds your soul and you just adore it, then I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I'm not even going to tell you it's bad for you. But I rarely ever meet anybody who says they love doing that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, the reason I, I, I work out very like chill, like 25 minutes. And they, they usually laugh at me, the people who work there, because they're like, oh, you're already done? I'm like, yeah, I just did some push-ups and ran a little bit and now I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. the, because i feel like i when i do that i get more energy to because my muscles if i do i get get bigger obviously I'm, I'm a super skinny guy but they 
when I since I started working out, I feel like I have more energy to do the work that I do because I I just feel like it's not as draining for me to lift stuff and mm-hmm. and and carry stuff like that. So that's the beneficial I felt. Like I, when I didn't go to the gym, I would be drained after a day at work because I wouldn't have the muscle mass that I have now, and exactly. it's not a big change. But in that case, I thought it was kind of worth it just to build up that muscle mass. But I'm not doing it because I want to look good or anything like that. Just because it feels beneficial to to be a bit stronger. Beautiful. Well, that's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, we got a bit off topic there, but um, uh, thanks for clarifying that. And I also want to say that I have very strong viewpoints and understandings on on most topics that come up here and if it really goes against what someone else loves to do or their experience of life and they say it feels right to me so i'm gonna do it because that's what i'm really here for more than anything jesper is is to encourage people to do what feels right to them you don't got to take in everything i say as as you know the, the word of god <laughs> it's not from the <laughs> it's not from the bible i'm just yeah. sharing my experience with myself and my experience of working with thousands of people over the past number of years mm. so whatever that's worth for somebody but it's not final yeah great yeah really good that you added that because that's that's the biggest thing i've taken away from you and when i saw the most the most progress in myself was when i actually just stopped listening to you and stopped trying to get answers out of you which i'm literally doing right now (laughs) 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 but you know uh, when i kind of just stood on my own two feet and not try to search answers for a spiritual book or or a psychologist or anything really just see what do i really want and it's so liberating when you actually can start trusting yourself that's what it's all about yeah i mean that's what what it's been about and i think that's sometimes what um what's confusing what confused me about uh, because you have so many you have a lot of articles and a lot of stuff out and a lot of this this community the spiritual community is can be very confusing and I remember at, um, asking you about that, and I was like, "You, you just made me so confused in the beginning." And you said, "Well, that's my job to confuse the fuck out of you, so so you don't have any choice but to listen to yourself at the end because nothing else works." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then you kind of get what you're saying when you take a step back from what you're saying, <laughs> ironically. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We can start with the with the Instagram ones. From this is the guy who's been asking a bunch of questions. His name is please june 8 or maybe it's a girl um the first question is the importance of eye contact um do you have anything (laughs) to elaborate on that (laughs) well it's important it's as important as it is necessary in whatever moment you find yourself in you see it's where the question is coming from that I'm more uh, that I'm more interested in and also maybe concerned about <laughs> because he he or she I would presume that the reason that this person is asking this question is because they want to use eye contact as a tool in order to make someone else do something or to have a specific 
uh, impact on somebody else. So I can't really answer that question because I, I don't know where it's coming from. The eyes are literally the windows to the soul, as we've heard so many times. But if you can really be sensitive enough, you can you can look down into somebody just through their eyes. And you can really connect with them on, on, on layers so deep that it forms such a beautiful bond. Yeah. <clears throat> I got a question from that. Uh-huh. Um, um, I don't know if it's weird, but um, people, because you, your work is a lot of uh, coming back to the body and uh, just getting in contact with every part of your body, basically. And uh, I'm thinking about all of all of the people who are dis- disabled or uh, blind people who were born and can't even move their body or or can't even speak. <laughs> How uh, is your work even for them? Or it's more for them? Can you explain that to me? Because um, I want to understand. Because they have more ability and more time to sit with it and to really understand it. I was working with a a person who is 90% blind, you could say, uh, a few months ago. And my ability to work with him energetically and to have him understand exactly what I was speaking to and the way that I was speaking to it was so immediate. There was almost no delay. There was no lag time because when you close off one of the senses, now the other senses become way more heightened and far more sensitive. So he was already able to actually do a lot of the stuff internally with himself that I was speaking with him about because it was just normal for him because he's not so distracted all the time by energy flying out of the eyes and and draining himself. So his whole experience of his life is only through his own senses internally. He's his own filter in life. So what I would say for your question is it obviously depends on uh, the person's disability, or I don't even like that word, how the person was created and put here, or what was designed for this person. But I would say it almost clicks in more for them in an easier way, because when you're given the amount of sensory freedom and distraction and stimulus that dare we say the normal healthy person has access to it's like a fucking hummingbird that you're trying to get its attention all the time because there's so much going on so when everything simplifies and it comes down to some bare basics and it comes down to more foundational principles of how one is living their life it becomes immediate, the transmission. Mm. And mostly I found working with, with people who were put here a little bit differently and a little bit more uniquely in terms of a physical makeup. These people are already experiencing a lot of what Others are searching for for most of their life in terms of spiritual development. It becomes very normal for these people. No, I don't feel like I want to go into it any deeper just because there's so many different facets to this and we could be speaking yeah. to this topic for five minutes. <clears throat> I get that, yeah. 
Um, but yes, but um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm all. <laughs> the answer is yes, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we can go to deeper another time. Let's let's go to a let's find another question and uh, see if we have another, another subject. We have a guy named William. He's asking you how to know when you tell a girl you are attracted to her without seeming needy. Usually, when I tell them too early in the date state, they reject me. That's kind of similar to what I've been asking you before. I think. Well, what, why is he trying to give her what he thinks she wants in order to like him? That's no posture for a man. <laughs> There's the problem right there. If you were to ask me, yeah. how do I give a woman what I want? My response to you is, I don't care what she wants. I'm not there trying to give her anything that she wants because I'm not there to give her what she wants. I'm there to share who I am with her. And to be real and authentic and show up in my own power and let her choose to receive that or to not receive that. And I'm also there to support her and to love her through the process of coming to herself, whatever that means for her. But I'm not there to give anybody what they want because I'm nobody's slave. And as a man, maybe you've been tricked in your life. Maybe you've been raised from your mother and from other people in your life, men and women, where you think like you need to step on out of yourself when you're around other people, especially members of the opposite sex, in an attempt to appease to them to get your needs met. That's only a sign that you're not able to meet your own needs first. Because when you can meet your own needs as a man or as a woman, you're no longer going to be projecting that desperateness and that neediness onto members of the opposite sex or anybody for that matter. But to answer your question to William, I think his name was, you're climbing up the wrong tree. So you're looking for answers where there's no answers. You need to climb down off that tree and go reestablish and reclarify what it is that you're even attempting to fucking do in your life with it. Because you're climbing up the difficult tree. And you'll continuously fall off it. Hmm. Usually my answer is not what someone assumes or expects and they want more details on it but i'm not going to, to play that game that he's asking the question because the game is disempowering so to simplify that just don't even think about how to um tell her what's right just tell you what you feel you want to tell her i don't understand what you just said <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> to to poor William to uh, that he should. I'm just trying to simplify what what you said, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. But that he he shouldn't try to find a way or to wait a certain time to tell her what he's feeling. He should just tell her what he feels if he feels like he wants to say that. And a woman, uh, a woman is never going to be attracted to how much you can please her in all these ways. A woman is going to be aroused and open and attracted to a man who shows up real with and for himself. So men have got it backwards right now. 
because he's weakening himself through that whole internal questioning process anyway. Because he's literally cutting off his own freedom because of another person in the room. That is not arousing to a woman. <laughs> if I was a woman, I would never want to lay down with that type of an energy because that's unsafe for me because he's compromised and he's up for grabs, which means anyone can come along and steal him. She does not want to see you shut yourself down. She doesn't want to see you feel one thing for her and then not communicate it because you're trying to do the right thing by her. Now you just turn her into your mother. And she has no choice. So she steps into that role and now you're having sex with your mom. So we need to get really clear on this. And I don't know how it's not already clear. Like why this is such a confusing issue that continues to kind of bleed through uh, men or male-female dynamics, male-female relating. Oh, I love how you sold yourself out. Have sex with me. Said no woman ever. <laughs> That's... That's never going to be a reality. She wants to feel your strength. And as a man, even if you say something that's real for you in an authentic way, but it's not real for her in that moment, you don't have to change your mind because of that. You can still stand by what you have felt and what you've communicated, but you also empower her and treat her like a grown adult in a way where you will now allow her to deal with that herself and say, okay, I appreciate that he showed up and he didn't hide it from me and he was honest, so now he's safer from me. Now I can trust him more because I feel his strength in himself. So she can decide if that's something she wants to be receptive to or not. And at least she can respect you. She may not like you, but at least she can respect you. At least she can trust you. And this is what we lack so much in men right now. So I'm still trying to clarify, to simplify this. because If he likes her, say, I like you. Yes. If that's the first second you lay your eyes and your felt sense on her, <sighs> say it to her. Say, I see you. I feel you. Wow. I like you. I don't know what else to say to you. I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I have all this shit going on in me, but here I am feeling stuff for you. What are you going to do with it? If you don't allow yourself to show up as a man, it's very difficult to be a man. But let's say you do that, and then you feel like that for months, and you just keep saying that, then it's just going to be annoying for her. If, that's, that's a, if you like feel that for a long period of time. I've felt that, I feel that for a woman in my life for the past three years. So how do you, I tell you her do you all tell her all? <laughs> I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm here to do me, to be me. Let, let it land on her the way it lands on her. <laughs> but, but, but what if she tells you then, can you just stop telling me this? I don't want to hear it anymore. It's too much. Well, then, I, then I'm in the presence of a woman who is not comfortable being a woman. So I need to get my bags and leave. 
if she's not willing to receive me, what the fuck am I doing there? <laughs> Boom. This is who I am. This is what's real for me. This is my truth. Ah, uh, that's I can just feel it. Feel a relief in my body, even though I don't know why. But I just I, I relate to that because it's your truth. But you've complicated it because you've listened to what other people have said to you, and you've allowed judgments to cut off your own truth. God damn it! Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, it's all love. This is all about loving this. <laughs> What's so bad about you having love for somebody and sharing that with them all the time? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let, let me clarify though where yeah. this, where this becomes very incongruent and insidious is where you are declaring your lovingness for someone all the time, but you don't have that lovingness for yourself. Mm. Now it starts to push her away because she feels you almost like a parasite or and you or you or you become dependent on needing love from her because you don't have it for yourself maybe exactly yeah. exactly it's easy for a woman to receive lovingness from a man when he has it for himself because he's safe for her everything about him is is more trustworthy within his essence within his integrity Oh, this is so relieving to hear. I've never heard anybody, oh, I mean, you've heard you say this before, but no one else like speaks like this. Why? That's actually another question from another guy. Uh, or do you, do you have anything more to add uh, to that before? I feel that's it. Yeah, I think that was great. Uh, there is a guy, you probably know him, his name is Boss. Mm -hmm. He's asking, are there other like Chris? I feel like he should not exist, especially with the energy work shit <laughs> from from which the footage looked like something out of The Exorcist or some spiritual porn fantasy flick. <laughs> I'm going to continue. Dreamy man with sexy voice delivers telepathic orgasms to countless women over he's, time. He's projecting right now. Yeah, yeah. It beggars belief, but are there circles in the world where this sort of work is normal i hope um, so. I, don't... <laughs> I i don't know i'm not really concerned with whatever else is going on i don't really see much of it so i just stay focused on staying clean so i don't get compromised so i don't know maybe maybe there is hmm. cool next question <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, there are some more short ones. You have Nassim is asking how to overcome a breakup. Um, See, the, <laughs> this is the shortest question, which would need one of the longest <laughs> answers. Yeah. Next. Next. Ma Mahiar from Facebook is asking thoughts on coffee. I don't think about <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question then Miroslav is asking let, 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 me, let, me, let me go back to the coffee question <laughs> okay, okay go ahead go ahead <laughs> I, I want to at least give a person something <laughs> that's good uh, coffee is very acrid in nature it's very drying in nature 
it's very hot energetically, very warming. And what that means is that it it puts a lot of pressure on the heart, yin, um, and it also it also taxes the liver quite a lot. It puts a lot of heat into the liver, similar to meat, to red meat, similar to alcohol, similar to, to smoking weed. These things put a lot of heat into the liver and start to tax the heart. Um, people with specific constitutions where they're more moist and more, maybe I could say kapha in their constitution, uh, they'll be able to deal more with, with the effects of coffee. Uh, other types of people, high-strung people, anxious people, stressed people, people who run much uh, hotter internally, naturally, people who run warmer internally, naturally, uh, will have a lot more difficulty with coffee as it restricts and starts to shut things down. Um, so you just have to know your, your type, know your body type, and when you drink it, see how it makes you feel and whether that's something that you want to continue doing. Uh, I call it slave food, basically. There's, there's specific types of substances we have that are made, us, are made for us to be good, cooperative, hardworking humans for the powers that be. That's one of the substances. Because it means you can feel tired and your body can give you the signal like, oh, we've had enough. But now, you know, we can give you coffee so you can take that and we can pull from your essence and have you feel like you have more energy temporarily. And anything that does that, it's not real energy. It's, it's pulling it from somewhere else that you actually need it to remain healthy. But hey, if you like coffee, drink some coffee. If you like cheesecake, have some cheesecake. You know, live your life. Enjoy your life. This isn't about being perfect in any regard. Yeah. Yeah. No, but a uh, great answer. I liked it. I hope um, um, the coffee guy liked it too. Forgot his name. I uh, wish people would just kind of realize that most of what I say is just common sense. Like I didn't say yeah. anything spectacular there. I just <laughs> literally said, "Drink it. See how you feel." <laughs> And if it works for you, keep drinking it. If it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about. Um, is just this simplifying, even the things you say. I have to simplify them all the time because it's usually it's kind of deep. Um, I don't just simplifying everything seems like you. The way the things you teach are so extremely, extremely simple when you don't really think about them and just do them because that's what i feel a lot of people who follow you and what i did as well in the beginning or still do just you just think about everything you say or if I, if i was listening to akar Tolle or to what my psychologist said or anything i was just thinking about everything he said and you never really do just and then you start doing it like okay now i'm just gonna do what i like and i'm gonna be present when i'm doing it and then whoops life goes on and feels great Mm -hmm. it, and because I was doing like the opposite thing before I was thinking of how do I do what I like and how do I do this and trying to figure out the detail of everything mm -hmm. and uh, that didn't work at all so it's kind of yeah maybe that's that's a good question how do you let go of the need for information and to know how to deal with every single situation and just 
trust that I'm just going to follow what I enjoy because it's so simple, but still so difficult. You want me to tell you how to do with every single situation? <laughs> no, no, just to, to follow your own simplicity uh, and to not complicate your life. Well, to feel your own simplicity, you have to stop getting messed up in everything that's complicated. To not have a complicated life, you have to put down complicated things. It's very simple. It, it's facing it head on and seeing how does my life have to be reorganized here and what needs to be let go, what clutter, what complication, what commitments and expectations that really bring me close to no value in my life but take so much energy from me. What can I let go? Now, how do you let go? I mean, you just, it's like if you had rocks in your hand and I said, let go of the rocks. And you said, how do I let go of them? I just say, open your hand. <laughs> so it's, it's figuring out where your grip is. And then learning to work with it so you can let it go. Everyone's grip is a little bit different in different areas. But it's the, the process of self-examination. If someone isn't able to begin that process, then nothing else I say will ever matter because they can't work with it. Through self-examination of the concepts of what we're speaking about right now, then you will learn yourself how to let go. But first you need to learn how you're holding on. But it's not as simple as just let go. And it's also as simple as just let go. Is this landing? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's added in the, in the beginning almost. It just felt loud. It's too simple to almost explain. <clears throat> but it is. Welcome to my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is what I have to do every day. Attempt to explain <laughs> something that's so simple. It shouldn't have to be explained. <laughs> It's just life, you know. Exactly. But I also have compassion and understanding for the fact that we only don't see the simple because we've become so indoctrinated with the, the complicated. And we only ever mess with things that are complicated when we have been convinced that we are not enough. And how do they do that to men? They tell him he's dangerous, he's an animal, he's a monster. Uh, he's a douchebag, he shouldn't express his sexuality, he should only express it in the way that these people tell him he should. Uh, how do we do it to women? <clears throat> we tell her that she's weak. We tell her that she's a victim. Uh, we disempower her. We put her against men. We land on her all these expectations of the fact that she must first and foremost be beautiful and then what we deem as beautiful or what society deems as beautiful. So for men and women, these are just like a few little things for men and women, but there's so many things that are put on us to disempower us, which makes us question ourselves and doubt ourselves. And then we start to compromise ourselves. Women have more access to energy in this life than anybody else. And we have strangled her. Every single day, you can walk anywhere and you will see a woman in absolute pain internally. 
even if she's smiling on the surface. And she's been so conditioned that she no longer even realizes that she's in the prison. She's just happy to be getting a little bit of air. But it's on prison terms. So when I work with women, it's to free that energy up in her. Because we need women to be here as big as they actually are. And the same for men. But it's in slightly different ways. And we don't have to like one another to love one another. We have to respect one another. Because what we see as liking someone else is that, oh, I agree with what that person says. That's our benchmark these days for liking somebody. Which is dangerous. Because that's just a projection of her own ego. I don't want a woman to be like me. Because then what's the point? There's nothing there for me. And if I'm like her, there's nothing there for her. We need to learn to support our opposites. Because we both have something for one another that we don't have without one another. And that only exists in the polarity. I went way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. <sighs> um, I have uh, two more questions I feel we sh should bring up before we wrap this up. Um, and then we still have, like, there's a bunch of questions, but we're going to save them for another time. Mm -hmm. um, do, you, do you feel like you have the energy to do two more? Sure. Cool. Well, I have one from Arpit. He is asking, so, Chris, you say it's important to feel women. But I'm trying, but in my trying to do so, I always find I'm getting pulled out of my body in an attempt to be in hers. Only once or twice have I had the experience of feeling another woman while completely in connection with my insights first. That took some time to happen rather than in an instant. I have an idea that in my attempt to feel her in an instant, I am sacrificing myself and my grounding. So how, how does this play? If I'm not feeling her immediately, am I not doing something right? Something right for what? What are you trying to do, Arpit? What's your goal here? Because you're turning it into a mission. Do you think that if you show up in this way, I don't know, she'll, she'll repay you with sexual favors or she'll repay you with love? What's... Where are you coming from? Because it doesn't sound like you're doing it for you. It sounds like all this work you're attempting to put in is the same as you going off and learning some pickup artist techniques and trying to chat up women in a bar. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But I'm saying there's no difference between that and you using this spiritual process for the same reason. It's the same thing. I'm not here to give you something to do onto somebody else. I'm here to give you something that you can use in order to develop yourself or yourself. She's not attracted to what you can do to her. She's attracted to how you can be for yourself. Which absolutely then moves into what you can be for her because that just becomes an extension of you. 
So be very aware of why you're attempting to learn all this. I have so many men who come to me with the work that I do and they want to learn this stuff or go into this process in order to pick up women. Now, I don't judge this because I was once in this phase myself and every man is going to be in this phase. But this is the initiatory process from boyhood to manhood. We need to move out of this domain of having the desire for the feminine that we don't actually have access to in ourself yet. We don't want that pulling us around like a hungry dog. So if you make your whole process be about, oh, how can I feel a woman so she feels me feeling her, so she gives me something, if that's your process, you're never going to be happy. And you are going to wear yourself out. You must do this for you so you can be as beautiful as you are. And when you walk into a room as big and as penetrating and as beautiful as you are for you, that's when she feels you. That's when you are really worth laying down with. And it's not to say that you are not worth laying down with. But at this point, you become absolutely embodied in your own magnificence. So there's far more reason for that to occur because now there's a benefit. And we're selfish by nature as humans. No woman wants to be with you if there is no benefit for her. And no man wants to be with a woman unless there is benefit for him. Because we live our life through our own feelings inside of ourselves. And when we feel good, that's what we want to follow naturally. So you're using her for you and she's using you for her. But this is the nature of polarity. But how can we use one another in the most loving, supportive and compassionate way? Because we're all here to be used. And even saying that word, when I speak to people and use that word, using someone, I feel everyone tighten up. Because of how we've been, how we've been conditioned with it. But anything that's here with energy is here to be utilized. You don't have a generator just to sit it in the back garden and not to power anything. If you are here with energy, then you are here to be used. But to be used in a way that's in alignment for you. The men who are the most unhappy that I come across are men who do not feel impactful in life. They don't feel of use. Nobody's using them in the way that is best for them. The most unhappy women that I meet are the women in the most levels of unhappiness the same. She's not being used for her manifesting abilities. She's just being dumped in like a trash can. Used up in a totally different way, in a way that is unlike life. And then men say, oh, why is she bitchy? Really? You want to lay your hand on her like that and then have the nerve to ask, why is she being bitchy? Because you weren't even in your hand when you laid it on her. Again, I'm going off track, but this is important. Yeah. So Arpit, stop doing this for her and start doing it for yourself. 
And by nature of that, you may find yourself with her. But if a man is not willing to lose it all, he's not willing to live for it in any capacity. So you can only love someone when you get to the point of being willing to lose them entirely at the expense of you staying true to you. But you're not going to read this in a book because people don't want you to know this. They want to keep us dumb. But you're not dumb. And that's why we're in so much pain and in so much suffering because we're deeply intelligent. But we're being treated like idiots. And then we agree. And we go along with it. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> I'm done. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that helped, Harpit. <clears throat> or everybody. Yeah, or everybody, of course. No, I'm not here to berate anybody, but I also don't like seeing everyone just falling apart when there's so much possibility there with us. Yeah. And the more I hear your answers, which I'm doing a lot lately, the more it comes back to that simplicity that it's all like, it's all the same thing in a different flavor and uh, yeah it's just it's all about coming back to yourself let's it just well, sounds you, so simple you, you know? got nowhere else to go jesper <laughs> no and it's so sweet when you do it so so sweet so um yeah let's go with possibly the last question and see if you can answer that mm-hmm it's from Andre, and he's asking, what is the main obstacle to becoming more conscious and how to free from ego? The main obstacle to becoming more conscious is by being unconscious. <laughs> um, the ego, people use that word and they toss it around. I, I don't understand why you want to be free of it. What is it? Uh, until someone tells me their definition of it, I can't answer that question. I kind of agree. I, I, I like my ego. If that's, I don't know if it's a bad thing. but <laughs> Well, you like... need it to survive here a little bit. To be a part. Yeah. You don't need to be of society, but to move through society, you need to have it there. Otherwise, you're just, you're going to look disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And this this is this is what you find in many disabled people who have been labeled as disabled. They just don't have an ego. So we don't know what to do with them in society. We don't know where to put them or, or what to to label them. So we say there's something wrong with them. Mm. But no, it's just freedom and movement. It just doesn't move like like us. Because I think when I, I like my ego. What I like about it is that you can like, you can dress up and I can look cool and have a nice clothing style or whatever, but it still at the same time have some distance from it and realize how ridiculous it is. But, but what I realize is when I dress up more nicely than if I walk in my sweatpants and a t stained t-shirt 
or if I wear my nicest clothes, people treat me differently too. And I get mm-hmm. usually way better reactions from when I have conversations, and especially first impressions. So yeah. uh, then that's, um, I think it's important to kind of use your brain a little bit and be like, okay, we have, uh, most of us have eyes and <laughs> we, we look at each other and judge each other before we talk to each other. So mm-hmm. you don't need to look like complete shit. I mean, maybe unless you want to, but that's just my opinion. If anyone yeah. wants to, it, it, you just don't want to make it your enemy because people in spiritual development, they all want to just push the ego to the side and see it as the big bad wolf. It can be the big bad wolf, but not if you befriend it, not if you come to understand it, because then you can manipulate it. You can feed it treats here and there. To, to keep it at, at bay so it's not controlling your life. And you manipulate it through your conscious awareness of it. That really is the only manipulation of it that you need. It's just to see it. Because you're either manipulating it or it's manipulating you. But you never want to be free of it because we need it to some extent. I feel like that's it. Yeah. Nice. That was cool. um, that was good. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, to um, everybody who asked questions and sent questions. In. <clears throat> Host. <laughs> I can hear crickets. <laughs> Do your job, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something more. I was waiting for something. But yeah, thank you for the questions and thanks for the answers, Chris. It's always interesting to hear um, a unique perspective on things. Um, and uh, next time we're going to have a guest on, so we're going to get even more uh, more dynamics than these two males sitting here. It's going to be some some other type of energy coming in by not giving away too much. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah so if, yeah. if anybody is, is interested as well I mean there's lots of men there but I, I work with more women to this point but women are always the quieter side of, of who I work with so uh, if you are female and you would feel to come into this discussion if you had something that you'd like to bring up or bring questions in or whatever um, you can reach out to Jesper maybe and, and Jesper you can speak with them and see if it's appropriate yeah. yeah, of course, I'd love to have a conversation with some women as well. That'd be great. Uh-huh. It just brings a, a, another balance to it. Yeah, definitely. Probably brings some more energy to it as well. A lot more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. So, thanks. All right, man. Thank you very much for doing this and, and hosting this. Yeah, of course. All right. Speak next week. Yeah. Speak next week. Bye-bye. Peace.